I'm Austin. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lauren. And this is Tipsy Ghouls, a podcast that searches your neck of the woods for the stories that keep you up at night about true crime, conspiracies, and you guessed it, ghosts. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello. Stupid haptic. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Yes. Feels good to be back. Accidental break, if you haven't noticed. Good to be back. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) No. Nothing personal, everyone. I just had. We just hated you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Beach got. Yes, Beach got the plague. Miss Rona decided she was to gonna die. Give me a birthday present. So, what? She a truly doesn't care who you are. No, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we're glad to be back. We're yes. glad Beach is uh, alive after recording. A survivor. Um, <laughs> our so cringy. I'm a survivor. <laughs> I'm after recording our first Ohio episode. Uh, yes. almost so, like, uh, two months the ago. Jump in actual yeah, for time real. From paranormal Ohio to now is way longer than it seems. <laughs> Astronomically long. Astronomical. Truly. Yes. Uh, so a lot of things have changed since Ohio paranormal to yes. Ohio conspiracy, and that's just <laughs> that on that. But we've You'll all have taken to get over a yep. nice break, and I feel like we're all refreshed and ready to come back and do this. Yes. Yeah, this is the last bit, last half of the U.S. It is crazy. crazy. We're really hitting it. We have to go to countries after this. We're about a year in, though. Our first episode was March third. It does not. Can you believe that long? That is crazy. No. We started it like right before quarantine. Yeah, this was. It's like a time capsule for like (laughs) what it was like to be in quarantine. It is. Every single week, we're like, we're going crazy. Still going yeah. crazy. And this is like, the I worst thing we'll ever. It's day 23, and everything's yeah, getting had, like, worse. Um, Snapchat stories where I was like, I'm just documenting this time for the future. It's day 11. Today, I started a puzzle. And I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Right. Bitch. Like, oh, little did we know. On the curve. <laughs> you naive. <laughs> Curb stomp. Curb, curb stomp. Curb. curb. God. <clears throat> but yeah, welcome. Welcome to Ohio. Welcome. Um, episode two. It is our conspiracy episode. So we're all doing yes. conspiracy stories, which I'm excited it for. Is. Okay. I thought I could I hear you. Like you confused me. Sorry. <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> No, I'm just singing. That's no, my best no, friend. I'm just really cool. happy to be this back with like my best friend. So. so we like haven't really like all sat down and talked to each other since since B- BC yeah. before I had Corona. <laughs> before before beach before beach COVID. Corona. BC, before COVID. beach before COVID. <laughs> 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 If I forget how to do this. <laughs> I know. I do too. It's been so long. Um, okay, well, it's been a really long time since we've talked about ourselves. So why don't we just go into okay. tell That's us good something idea. good? Um 
I think, wait, Lauren's birthday was last, so she went first last time. Probably. So, Beach, sure. why don't you tell us um, something good? Something good, other than um, I did survive COVID, and I um, had, uh, you know, those people that are like, I just, it just felt like a cold. It was fine. I definitely did not have that version. I was, like, actively sick for two weeks and <laughs> oh, pneumonia no. and all of that, so it was very scary. It was, like, the culmination of my health anxiety that has been brewing all this year, but... What is good is now I have antibodies, and I did not give it to anyone else. Sure do. Hey. Um, yes. Well, that's awesome. that. No, my family um, had COVID like in Thanksgiving time, so I was around them for sure because I like started to get sick on my birthday. So I exposed them hardcore because the next day we were celebrating and we sang karaoke at my house, and so I was like sharing a microphone with everyone like singing into everyone's mouths so um <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much ew <laughs> wait i just imagined you guys like <laughs> i mean kind of like when you're sharing a microphone that's kind of what you're doing but we'd put everyone oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah put everyone's antibodies to the test and everyone was okay and my mom even like when i was sick was coming over every day cause she got a test that was negative on like that tuesday and then got an antibody test and it was positive and um she like stayed with me the whole time basically or at least was there every day and never got sick so that is a very good sign for the protection of antibodies and i have Yay. used that to my advantage i got my hair cut um i scheduled a massage that <laughs> i thought was yesterday but it's actually next monday um gonna go get my nails done yeah just That's doing all okay. the things that I was afraid to do before. Doing a little self-care. So, yeah. I'm very happy to be Take feeling yeah. better. Oh, We're happy you. you're feeling better, too. Yes. Oh, most definitely. Someone else? Something good? Austin, go. <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to think. That's the problem. Um... Well, most recently Ooh. today, I bought three new plants. Oh. And, uh, oh, well, obviously, I am half vaccinated Yay. now, so that's something really Yay. good. And I am planning a trip to Texas, to Austin, and I'll be fully vaccinated by the time I go. <clears throat> so, when really excited. are you going to Austin, exactly? Or Why? <laughs> I guess it's more important. Well, okay. So I was telling Lauren, one of my good friends down here is a flight attendant. And she said that she would be more than happy to allow me to fly as her buddy if I wanted to start traveling together. And I was like, yes. Um, So her birthday is next month and she wanted to go somewhere. And we had been trying to figure out what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. And we were d- between uh, Colorado and Austin because, as you guys know, I am thinking about moving to Austin potentially at some point. So this is kind of a two birds, one stone yeah. kind of trip. We're going for her birthday, and I'm going to check that's out fun. Austin and see if I like it. Yeah, that's yeah. super exciting. Traveling feels so I'm like really excited. so surreal right now. Like <laughs> It's such a weird idea right. to just go somewhere else. <laughs> Well, and I'm definitely going to 
even after like they've declared the pandemic over i'll probably continue wearing Mm -hmm. my face covering while i fly um because i have noticed that when i fly and i wear it i don't get sick and i usually get sick when i couldn't hurt so that's something that i'll probably continue plus it's fun to feel anonymous and like you're trying to hide your identity like i love that fantasy (laughs) i love when people i love being in the grocery store like oh no no one recognized me for no good reason just like for fun <laughs> well it when i wear a hat sunglasses yeah, and my mask it could be anyone. It, it's fair game no one <laughs> no one yep yeah speaking of which sorry um just really need to share this with you guys oh, i think i already told you but i'm going to tell you again barely snooki was at yacht and beach and we we're not putting this in because I just said where I work. Um, she, she was at work and I walked past her a few she times and she talked to me a couple times and she did. And she was talking really quietly um, and mm. very hushed tones, almost very mm. hard to understand what she's saying, which is very different from who she like is on TV. Keep quiet. <laughs> So, no, yeah, keep it really keep it low key. key. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and the thing is, she like they didn't have anyone like a, like protecting them. Oh. They didn't like book any privacy things like a cabana. They were just That's out weird. in the open with everyone. Love that. So I was like, yeah. all right. Um, <laughs> That's Snooky <laughs> so at a table, casual <laughs> with casual. her whole family, yeah, casual. Yeah. Oh, she's so small. Yeah. And she's like super skinny now, too. That's crazy. Hmm. Is her husband really? Really good. nice, though. Her whole family was great. She's fun. Yeah. She like yeah. is not coming back to, or at least the season they just filmed of like the family vacation. She wasn't there because she got in a huge fight with uh, Angelina oh. at her wedding. And just like, well, they all did. It's, oh my it's God, a really long story. But she's the one that was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. She just left. Which, <laughs> you know what? It's, you know, at some point, yeah, you have to, to just her. decide to be done. True. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren. Uh, my life has been pretty boring lately. You know, just working. Stuff like that. Um, but my something good is that I'm getting vaccinated on Friday. I scheduled it before everyone 16 and up could get their vaccination. So I'm getting it because I'm obese. So (laughs) I've never been more happy in my life to be fat. (laughs) I literally, when I was scheduling mine, I was like, I I fit into so many categories right now. It's not. Mine. I know. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So I, I was going to say, I, my body kind of held out one more month and I could actually use my fatness for something good. What the fuck? Right. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Rude. But, um, yeah, that is my something good. Um, I finally have some more staff at work. So now I don't have to work like 55, 60 hours That's a week. Good. So that is great and beautiful. We love it. Um, that is good. And um, I got some Air Force nice. Ones for my birthday. Hey. And they're the. <laughs> I did go to California. I went to California, COVID free. Um, 
yeah california was awesome we went for our friend's wedding and it was absolutely beautiful did not want to come back it looked really pretty it was gorgeous and i was just sitting outside in my biker shorts and t-shirt soaking up the sun it was awesome super fun central california i'd probably move there if i ever moved to (laughs) the other side of the mississippi that's another something good it's been really warm here and beautiful Oh my god, dude, it's oh, supposed to be like 70 exciting. degrees oh tomorrow. Uh, wow, that's exciting. I mean, so it is getting warm. to sp- I mean, it it's spring, like, so it feels so good. Today my Today one of my sales associates came in and she's like, <laughs> it's like hot out. <laughs> I think oh my like god. <laughs> Got to love like it. My favorite time Gotta of year cuz obviously my like seasonal depression is melting away, but I'm like if I lived somewhere that was warm all the time, I don't think I would appreciate it this much. Like, obviously, I would like it being warm, but like, there's nothing like the feeling of relief when it's like 65 and you open the door and you're like, my face doesn't hurt from the wind. Like, it just feels so good. <laughs> you but know, you would never even have really winter true. sadness. That's true. It just, I do just have be to warm admit. And sunny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I do have to admit that sometimes I do like step back in my mind and i'm like you live in a really nice weathered place yeah. like yeah. i you, would you like got this i would want like a little bit because i forget time to wear like jackets but then it can go right back yeah we have random times okay. the past three days it's been jacket weather today it was really nice we love to Beautiful. see it Ow. yeah love. i was free i literally i was wearing a fleece and my r- outer rain jacket wow. at work the wow. other day. It was so cold, cold here. It's like I'd yeah. be sweating still. <laughs> it was probably like 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, I'm like 56. out in shorts. Like, oh my God, it's 56. <laughs> yeah. That's shorts weather, baby. <laughs> we were we were like. <laughs> I need like a place that is like generally warm. But then I need like two months of 40 degree weather just to get all my sweaters all my jackets and boots out and then i can put them away right after i don't know where that is but someone let me know (laughs) um tennessee yeah or it's not it doesn't snow i don't know maybe like Mm. san diego but that's like 70 degrees all the time (laughs) i'd accept that maybe like central to northern california Mm. or like seattle that might be a good one Seattle would be cool. I would not want to live anywhere at the Ohio mm-hmm. la- la- latitude because that like Ohio and Washington and all of those states are all on the same latitude as um, England. And that's why they're like always so cold and dreary is because they're all in yeah. that same area. Of like the world. if I was going to like live somewhere with winter i'd want like michigan winter where it's like fun stuff but like this is the perfect area where there's like really nothing yeah. to do and it snows yeah and just, right like, it's just cold yeah yeah like if i'm and gonna gray. be in the snow i want to like go skiing and gross stuff. right yeah like something actually fun Rather yes. than just crying inside. <laughs> crying inside. <laughs> and outside. My activities include crying inside. 
<laughs> crying <laughs> and in my car and yes. shoveling Shivering snow outside <laughs> while crying yes crying outside but my tears exactly. are frozen to my face <laughs> and hibernation naps <laughs> and <laughs> move to ohio exactly. your life will be oh my God, great Lauren, i know you were following this but austin on tiktok have you been following the series where they <gasps> yes! spin the wheel and they eliminate a ooh, state ooh, ooh, every ooh, time ooh. Uh, oh you're not on premium tiktok no <laughs> oh my god you're not living it's I have not entered like that area of TikTok. It's like this guy that has made a little <laughs> spinny wheel um, with like all the state names and he has been spinning it and whatever one it lands on, he eliminates that and then like expands the states around it. So he's going all the way down to like until one state took over and guess which state won. <laughs> it's all Ohio. It's always been Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> like, you know those memes that are like, it's always no. been Ohio. <laughs> Hell yeah, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ohio took over so everything, great. baby. Ew. Just how it always has been and how it always but will be. I was like starting to tell Lauren about That's it because we went though. to dinner on Friday. And I was like, there's this stupid like TikTok thing I've been watching. And, and I'm like, they spin this wheel. And she's like, oh my God, I've been watching it too. I was like, oh good. I don't sound it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny and stupid. <laughs> Yes. You know what else is funny and stupid? Yes. Drinking. <laughs> yes. Um, what are you drinking, Austin? Um. Well, I'm not drinking alcohol because I was told that you shouldn't drink mm-hmm. alcohol for three days after you get your shot. So um, I had a blood orange tea mm-hmm. that I got from Twinings. And that now I'm drinking good. lemon water. Health. Yeah. Yummy. Wow. I know you're the pinnacle of I'm health. Well, I started taking this new medication that like one of the warnings is like it can mm. affect your kidneys if you're not careful. So I was like, yeah. time to step up my water game then. Um, <laughs> so I've been peeing a lot. Uh, but. I hope that that means that my yeah, kidneys won't hopefully fail. Hopefully not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is generally a good sign. I hope your kidneys yeah. don't fail either. For that matter. <laughs> yes. I am crossing my fingers. Are you drinking anything, <laughs> Lauren? Uh, Lauren? Um, I am not drinking alcohol either um, because I'm really <gasps> trying to cut down on my mm, drinking wow. days. Healthy queens. Um, so I am drinking water oh, with wow, fiber in health. it. Wow. I know. Just trying to be regular, <laughs> my guys. Same. Well, yeah. I am not the epitome of health today. Um, <laughs> yes. That's fine. You <laughs> went through a hell. drink here and there. Yes. Um, I made a margarita with some scratch, scratch, As fr- you fresh, should. <laughs> freshly squeezed. Um, <clears throat> fresh. Try again. Scratchly freeze. <laughs> COVID, COVID um, <laughs> symptom yes. or COVID, COVID side COVID side effect. Thing. I've been doing stupid shit for weeks. Um, <clears throat> um, freshly squeezed lime juice. And I added, so um, last year or at this time, I bought these oranges from Trader Joe's that were Sky Valley heirloom oranges from California. And they were 
the best oranges I've ever had in my life. I think I talked about them to everyone. I probably told you guys about it. Um, I know I gave Lauren some. <laughs> I gave like everyone in my life oranges. And I've been waiting for them to come back. And they're finally back. So I got two bags and made orange juice out of one of them. So I put some of that in here. And it's really good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I need to make a Trader Joe's run. Oh, I'm off at they 6 tomorrow. They might be tomorrow. like separate from the regular that. oranges. I get the one here. They were like back with like the okay. new stuff. You know, like where the samples are kind of. Um. Yeah. I'm really getting tired of Trader Joe's shit where they introduce something new and everyone loves yep, it. And, and then they gone. never stock it again. Those little chocolate yep. peanuts with the peanut butter in the- them. Is that what you were talking about? Oh, oh, B. <laughs> oh, yes. I do I know what you're talking gone. about? I wanted that shit so bad. I had a bag of them and you I ate that so shit good. and I savored them. And then savored. one day I went back and I was like, are these ever going to come That's back? Ridiculous. And they were like, no. And you know what else? That's stupid. I never got. I never got to try the everything oh. but oh, the bagel seasoned potato chips. And they I'm were I'm in gone. a Trader Joe's those... group on Facebook and um, they, they had, said like, a they weird weren't that good. sour cream onion. Those nuts? Oh, oh those nuts. Though, those nuts those could slap my ass. Every time. They were like And these, I would thank them. What were they toffee covered chocolate covered nuts or something? Those were so good. Oh, there yeah. There was no reason that those peanuts should have been that good. Yeah. They were so good for no fucking reason. No. That peanut was, butter was so creamy in there. And then they I, had the little crunchies in it. I was like, <laughs> Baby this is just girl. chocolate peanut butter and Rice Krispies. Why is this so fucking good? <laughs> those were literally the thing that I would eat as a treat. I would let myself have mm-hmm. one every once in a while as a treat. And the last two in the bag, I savored I've been the into fuck the little out dunker of them. cookies. I got the like chocolate chip dunkers. Those are pretty good. I'm trying to cut down on my sweet intake um, because I'm trying not to be fat anymore. I also <laughs> re-downloaded uh, my fitness pal mm-hmm. and I've been entering all of my calories in there and I've found out that my sodium oh, really? intake is astronomical. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I cannot do those apps anymore. They will send me into <laughs> a distorted um, eating pattern. <laughs> but that's just because of my life and my brain. <laughs> Well, yeah, I it like I don't. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. eat unhealthy already. Um, I think it's just like the snacks yeah. that I combine Sometimes in throughout the day good to check. Yeah. are just really high sodium. I, yeah, because mm-hmm. I do love a cheese. It. It's always good to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. Like generally, but well, and like I went and got like I listen another thing new thing i tried hooters for the very first time in my life and their wings their wings are good really but 10 of those wings are like 1300 calories for like it's just it's all the fat yeah with the breading but they are so good and they were even good the second time around story about my family my obviously like my brother loves hot chicken like hot wings but ever since he was a kid 
I thought you were going to say hot chicks. My brother loves hot chicks. <laughs> Obviously, my brother loves hot <laughs> chicks. We, uh, Obviously. Like, that was his favorite food from when he was like little. was like hot, like hot wings and hot chicken tenders or whatever. So we went to all the different places. And my mom would buy the Hooters Spicy. sauce from the store. Because it was really good sauce. You used to, I don't know if you can still get it jarred, but it was good. And so we would go to Hooters every now and again. <laughs> and we went... Um, we were like, we would always be the only family in there. It was like a bunch of, you know, trucker dudes and like us, like a young family with like a 10 year old and a you know, 13 year old. Cute. And they went for my dad's birthday one time and uh, they, uh, they like, we're going to sing him happy birthday or whatever. And they stood him up on a chair in front of everyone. All these biker dudes are like, who the fuck is here for his fucking birthday with his family? And then they just stood behind him and sang, so he couldn't even, like, enjoy it. <laughs> but it's just funny that as a kid, we Ew. were going to Hooters. They just have good chicken. It was just good. They do. Yeah. They do. They have good food. That's I didn't good. know. I literally, I mean, my family's <laughs> conservative Christian, so <laughs> we were not frequenting we never Hooters really, establishments. Like, I don't even know Hooters still existed. I thought they were all closed. We never really, like, thought about it like that, I guess. You know, like, if you don't make it off limits, like, to kids and make it seem bad, it, like, really wasn't. Yeah. You weren't like, titties. Like, obviously, I wasn't, but I don't know. (laughs) You know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, we get titties at Hooters. It's just like, yep. I'm sure your brother was was enjoying it or, you know, but. At yes. some point in his life, he started thinking that. <laughs> but it really takes the like the wow factor out of it when it's not off limits, you know. <clears throat> yeah. True. It's amazing how you exactly. feel about things when you don't make it weird. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> we can cut this out if we want. But I just saw this TikTok right before I joined. And it was like um, someone having like a fake conversation with themselves about the um, about abortion. <laughs> And they're like, one of the criticisms is like, oh, you, you support abortion. You're probably uh, a Satanist. And she was like, actually, I did join the the Church of Satan because they are the only um, religion that the government recognizes as women having complete autonomy of their bodies as a religious belief. So if you are a, if you're a registered member of the Church of Satan, you can get abortions, even if they are outlawed, even if they revoke roe v wade you can get abortions and you have a religious right to have to make every decision about your body like medically like a doctor cannot make a decision for you about your body legally without your consent and i was like well shit very interesting (laughs) looks like i'm joining the church of satan (laughs) (laughs) i just thought that was interesting yeah I am confirmed Catholic, though. They probably won't take me. All right. (laughs) Um, Um, Who's first? Not me. I don't want to be first. I mean, I can go first. I don't care, but if you want to go first, that's fine, too. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you go first? This is your topic. We are talking about conspiracies of Ohio, like we said before. And we had to cover the number one Ohio conspiracy. Um, and fun fact, when I was trying to think of topics for this a couple weeks ago, 
I was texting my parents like, can you guys think of any conspiracies um, about Ohio? Like, let me know. And a couple hours later, she responded, UFO at Wrightport Air Force Base. At Wright State. Oh, my God. Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. She just texted me that. What? UFO at Wright-Pat. And I was like, right now? Like, what? <laughs> and I was like, turning on the news and shit. And I was like, what? Was, like, Overhead. Like, the conspiracy. I was like, oh, shit. Guys, I just ordered the Satanic oh, Bible. Nice. What? <laughs> I guess that TikTok was <laughs> and we're now I'm ordering the Satanic I guess that scriptures. TikTok was enough for you to join. What the fuck? <laughs> She's like, all right, well, that's it. Okay, so I'm on the Church of <laughs> as one would be. <laughs> and it said that they want us to read it before we join, so I'm gonna read it. As we established before, I don't think the Church of Satan right. actually worship worship Satan. I think it's like a, it's just like an atheist. I don't think so either. Which, you know, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Maybe we can read it as Me like too. a. It up. We can live stream read the the Bible of the Church of Satan. <laughs> yes. Yes. We Bye read now. a scripture every week. <laughs> That's so funny because he didn't really respond to like what I like because uh, you were like already looking reading. it up. <laughs> Just ordered it. <laughs> She's like, yes. already there? Already there? Uh, reserved my spot at the church You've service convinced me. You've convinced Saturday. Me. <laughs> Say less, Beach. All right. But yes, I am talking about the conspiracy of Wright Pat's involvement with alien things. So, <clears throat> so excited. if you were to ask anyone in America where they think there might be aliens being held by the U.S. government, most people would say Area 51. But did you know that right here in unassuming Dayton, Ohio, there's an Air Force base that has been the center of a series of seri- oh, serious <laughs> This is going to be rough. (laughs) It's been a while. There's an Air Force base that has been the center of serious speculation of involvement with aliens. It's called Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and it may be harboring some out-of-this-world secrets. Some even call it the real Area 51. I got this. Maybe. (laughs) Excuse you. As you may know, the three of us uh, me, Lauren, and Austin, met here in Dayton at Wright State University, which is the public university that not only partially shares its name with Wright Pat, but it also butts right up to the boundaries of the base. The communities of Wright State and Wright Pat integrate quite often and are oftentimes the same community, so there's always rumors swirling around about the secrets of the Air Force Base. It is a widely believed idea here that aliens and UFOs are being stored on base and that there are people sworn to secrecy that spend their days researching alien technology. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon to meet someone that works on the base, and when you ask them what they do, they can't tell you. Sometimes people will go their whole careers never telling even their spouse what they do at work. This is common of the military, of course, but it only adds to the mystery of the base. So to really understand the involvement that Wright Pat has had with alien conspiracies, we have to go back to the 1950s when Wright Pat was actually called Wright Field, named after Orville and Wilbur Wright. <clears throat> back then, it was home base of Project Blue Book, 
which was a, the longest-running investigation of UFO sightings. It was all sparked by a businessman and civilian pilot, Kenneth Arnold, who reported seeing nine objects moving at high speeds through the skies over Washington's Mount Rainier. Widely publicized reports of Arnold exper- Arnold's experience followed by... Widely publicized reports of Arnold's experience, followed by an increasing number of reported UFO sightings, led the U.S. Air Force to begin the investigation into the sightings. This was first called Operation Sign in 1948, and then the initial investigation resulted in the start of Project Blue Book in 1952. They compiled reports on more than 12,000 UFO sightings or related events from 1952 until it's dismantling in 1969. So this project really kickstarted the speculation that people had into the base's involvement in alien activity. Wright Pat also has involvement in the infamous Roswell crash, which we've talked about on here before. But in July 1947, according to a press release issued by the Roswell Army Airfield, at the time their personal their personnel inspected the flying disc that crashed and sent it on to higher headquarters. And a subsequent press release from the Air Force based in Fort Worth, Texas, which people assumed was maybe the headquarters it was sent to, claimed the disc was a weather balloon. But later in 1994, the Air Force acknowledged that this was untrue, admitting that it had been testing surveillance device designed to fly over nuclear sites in the Soviet Union. But... By 1994, the rumors had really taken over. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. I have no I just idea. I over and he was like. <laughs> but by 1994, the rumors had already been swirling about the aliens being at Wright Pat. And the story doesn't really match up either with uh, the unstamped. Oh my god. With the unsubstantiated reports from former military pilots, one of them named Oliver Henderson reportedly told his wife that he flew a plane loaded with debris along with several small alien bodies from Roswell to Wright Field. This is also a commonly accepted idea by conspiracy theorists and media that explores the existence of aliens, like the show Ancient Aliens. In fact, on the show, the mayor of Roswell told the host that the debris and alien bodies collected from the crash were being stored at Wright Pat. Obviously, those are conspiracy-led programs, but still. So according to the children of another pilot, World War II ace Marion Black Mac Magruder, their father claimed to have seen a living alien at Wright Field in 1947. So this was... um, even before Project Blue Book, and told them it was a shameful thing that the military destroyed this creature by conducting tests on it. Many of the rumors surrounding Wright Pat all point to the alien activity happening inside a particular building known as Hangar 18. UFO enthusiasts believe the government hid physical evidence from their investigations, including flying saucer debris, extraterrestrial remains, and even captured live aliens in this mysterious warehouse, specifically inside a sealed, highly guarded location dubbed the Blue Room. Senator Barry Goldwater of Arizona, the Republican nominee for president in 1964, 
was notoriously fascinated by UFOs in Hangar 18. Goldwater said publicly that he tried to gain access to the Blue Room in the early 60s, but had been denied access by a furious General Curtis LeMay. Notice it. He didn't say he couldn't find it. He said he was denied access. <laughs> I searched all over trying to find the origin story of Hangar 18, because it's one that I have known also. And all the sources I could find said that it stemmed back from these anecdotes from military pilots that were involved in the crash. And then the first on-record mention of Hangar 18 I could find was in 1974. A Florida, a Florida ufologist named Robert Spencer Carr publicly claimed that the Air Force was hiding two flying saucers of unknown origin inside Wright Pat's Hangar 18, according to a report in the Tampa Tribune. Carr claimed to have high-ranking military sources who saw the bodies of 12 alien beings while autopsies were being performed on them. Since, yes, since this claim Very was covered, 12, yes. 12? I know. Jesus. And that was in 74, so that wasn't even, um, or was it in 74? He made the claim in 74, so I don't know when he, he says he saw them, but... Mm. Uh, but since this claim was covered by widespread media, it became a common household belief. And this idea also crept into pop culture with the release of a movie in 1980 called Hangar 18, which I didn't even know about. But it's like this kind of um, cheesy sci-fi movie where they like are in this deep, dark, like little um, underground thing looking at a UFO. So there is only one problem with this theory of Hangar 18. It doesn't exist. Or at least, it doesn't exist above ground. If you call Wright Pat, they will explain that there is no Hangar 18. But one of our own, <laughs> Lauren, has had a um, first-hand experience. <laughs> she has a vague memory. I don't know. Do you want to tell the story? Okay, you can tell the story. I do. Okay, so it is a vague memory. I don't know if I made it up or not. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, but you know what? As a child, yes. I had a very active imagination. But I was telling my dad, I was like, so are the aliens actually on right Pat because he works there? He's like, yeah, I'll take you to him. Get so sick. I was like, okay, sick. <laughs> so we go to the place where sup- allegedly Hangar 18 is. But you know what? I saw a Hangar 17 yeah. and a Hangar 19, but no That's Hangar weird. 18. And my dad was like, see, hmm. nothing very here. And I was like, there's no aliens here. Like, we are walking right up to it. You can look inside of these hangars. And I'm like, yeah. Dad, I don't say Hangar 18. So Now, I have to be honest. My dad was a military policeman, and he worked on Wright Pat for a while, too. <laughs> and I also have tried to talk to him about aliens. And he he's willing to talk to me about it, but he... always stays pretty Mm. vague when we talk about it Mm -hmm. and he like he's never like confirmed anything and he won't like say like yeah Yeah. there's aliens or anything like that um but like i've tried to like (laughs) talk trick my dad into talking to me about it before and he's very much uh he just he won't he won't give so 
whatever the military See, did to him. And then I feel like my dad <laughs> just took me there so I could probably like, shut up about it. Well, it's like so. weird because yeah. it is a common thing if you talk to someone that works there. Like, they won't deny it. Like, it'd be different if they're like, everyone thinks there's right. aliens. Like, if there's no aliens. Like, that'd be a common response. But they don't right. deny it. So either it's like a long running joke that everyone that works there has and they've never broken the joke. <laughs> Or they know something. I would rather believe that. Right. And I think they know something. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think they know something. I think your dad and my dad <laughs> are in cahoots on they it. They are in cahoots. Mm. I know. One they of are. these days, where they're going to like bump into each other with our parents and. Our parents are going to get really awkward around each other. They're going to they do like we... a weird handshake. <laughs> well, yeah. and it's weird. Yeah. That, like the way that they describe it, especially like I was looking on the Wikipedia. I was looking on all these like official sources and it was just like Hangar 18 doesn't exist, but there's a building 18. They don't say they don't say there's Hangar uh-huh. 16 and 19 and there's just no number in the middle. If that is if you're remembering correctly. Yeah. Like that's a little more suspicious. But it's that's like a hotel skipping level 13 cuz they're like superstitious, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be different if like they yeah. stopped at 10 and it's like, okay, well. That's suspicious. Yeah, you know. it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> but <laughs> that's my suspicious. um my little cliff hanger at the end um <laughs> this might have been a misremembered uh-huh. childhood memory or proof that Hangar 18 is somewhere, just not where you'd expect it to be. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. 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 Uh, whether the, the legend of Hangar 18 is true or not, it has certainly made for a fun legend to talk about here in Dayton. There's even a beer from a brewery downtown called Hangar 18, and the restaurant I worked at um, used to serve a hangar steak. That was like a hanger steak, but it was hangar steak. Yeah. But sometimes it's just fun mm. to believe. Yeah, it was called hanger steak. <laughs> um, huh. You know, the other crazy thing is, um, since we all went to Wright State, uh, people always used to talk about how there was a tunnel mm-hmm. that connected Wright Pat and yeah. Wright State to each other. Yeah, there has to be. Those yeah. tunnels are spooky. And they've yeah. been there forever. Well, and I'm far enough separated now that I feel comfortable oh, saying this. But I remember working when I worked there. Um, we were always told that like if a if somebody were to bomb right Pat, then mm-hmm. we would be the direct fallout of it. Yeah, like yeah. the bomb would hit us; it wouldn't hit right Pat. So we were always told like if if yeah. somebody were to try to bomb, we would die. Yeah. yeah, working well, just working in the office, too, like, knowing that Dayton was such a like strong military like place, you know, like that other countries might be threatened also. Yeah, and bomb us. Um, I don't know why that, my brain just like malfunctioned there. <laughs> but <laughs> behind my parents' house too is a, a place called Mound Technologies brain. that used to make um the reactors for nuclear bombs, and so like that was like a an also hot spot for bombings just live right there well do you want me to go next or do you want to go next lauren um i can go next okay all right so my topic today if you will is of the wow signal 
Oh, yeah, sh- I don't I'm know. I'm sure what that you is. have. There's like a famous picture that has it. The wow signal was a one-time strong narrow band radio signal picked up by the Big Ear radio telescope at Ohio State University on August 15, 1977. The Big Ear radio observatory was well known among astronomers in its heyday. The telescope was designed by pioneering Ohio State University radio astronomer John Krause. It was largely built by university staff, volunteers, and part-time laborers in the 1960s. Originally, it was constructed with funds from the National Science Foundation in order to carry out the dedicated task of creating the most accurate radio map of the sky ever. The observatory was controlled remotely, and it collected several days' worth of data before the computer ran out of storage space. So at that point, a technician would show up, reset everything, and start the next observing run that would focus on a new patch of sky. However, the Big Ear completed mapping the radio sky in 1972, and the telescope was basically too big to take down, so they decided that it needed a new task. Beginning in 1973, NASA agreed to fund a largely volunteer-staffed effort to search the sky for radio signals from technologically advanced aliens. Besides the professional astronomers behind the project, a group of doctors, lawyers, school teachers, and college professors from totally unrelated professions also pitched in over the decades. So, this wow signal was an online entire sequence that lasted for 72 seconds and has never been detected Whoa. since. Then the this yeah, the signal appeared to come from the constellation Sagittarius. Mm. Astronomer Jerry H. Eman discovered the anomaly a few days later while reviewing the recorded data. He was so impressed by the result that he circled the reading on the computer printout. 6EQUJ5 and wrote the comment, wow, exclamation point, on its side, leading to the event's widely used name. To the untrained eye, it looks like nonsense. But to a- to Eamon, Eamon, I don't know, Eamon, whatever. <laughs> the d- according to Jerry, the data meant that the big ear had picked up a very strong signal that started out low, increased in strength, and then dropped off again. That meant the signal was likely picked up as one particular region of sky passed over the detector, and it wasn't earthly. The signal also only appeared on one of 50 possible channels. It was a narrowband signal, just what we were looking for with SETI, which is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, Jerry said. It didn't take long for me to recognize that this was extremely interesting, and the word wow came to my mind very quickly, so I wrote it down. As he poured through data from the following days, he was surprised to find that the signal didn't reappear. So that only made him more interested. And then he met with his observatory director and staff. They all searched the sky for any possible objects in the region that could explain the signal. The astronomers checked everything from comets and planets to satellites and more, but nothing matched up. The team kept the big ear observing that same celestial spot for a month, but found nothing. A year later, they tried again, came up empty. The SETI project at Big Ear ultimately lasted for 24 years, which made it the longest running continuous SETI search in history. 
But during that time, the investigators never picked any picked up anything else quite like the wow signal. And for Jerry's part, he also maintains that we may never know exactly what he discovered that day. Wow. He said... That's crazy. Right? He said no conclusion was ever possible other than it certainly had the potential of being a signal from extraterrestrial oh intelligence. I, I believe it. I don't think I've ever heard about that. You, I'm yeah. sure you've seen the I, picture. Yeah, I, just look I, up wow, okay. wow with an exclamation point. <laughs> signal. <laughs> wow. Signal. I, first of all, I believe that there are aliens out oh, there. Oh, for sure. Because oh, yeah. we're dumb. Yes. Right. And <laughs> it makes no sense that we would be the only, like, intelligent beings in the universe. I saw a TikTok that kind of fucked me up. Right. <clears throat> that, like... You know, you're always in search of intelligent life and probably other groups in the universe are as well. It's possible that someone discovered us and determined that we were not intelligent life. It was like yes. third dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like y'all. We're the Florida of the We're, we're the we're the America. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're we are the Florida of Yep. Oh god. Yes. <laughs> But Ohio is it the Florida is. of the North, it so and what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that I can say it that always I've will lived be Ohio, the Florida of the North <laughs> and the Florida of the South. Florida <laughs> of the West, like so special. Nevada, hmm. probably Colorado or something. Like, oh yeah, probably Nevada. Las Vegas, yeah. I'd say Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But mm. Reno is probably pretty weird too. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. All right. Um, yes. No, I'm not done yet. Well, oh, fuck. Sorry. It's okay. Shit. Oh, fuck. Shit. Okay. Good. So, many hypotheses, hi- hypotheses have been advanced on the origin of the wow signal, including natural and human-made sources, but none of them actually really explained the signal. The wow signal had no detectable modulation, which is a technique used to transmit information over radio waves. And it remains the strongest candidate for an alien radio transmission that has ever been detected. In a 1959 paper, Cornell University physicists Philip Morrison and Giuseppe Cocconi had speculated that any extraterrestrial civilization attempting to communicate via radio signals might do so using a frequency of 1,420 megahertz, which is 21 centimeters, I guess, which is naturally emitted by hydrogen, the most common element, element in the universe and therefore likely familiar to all technologically advanced civilizations. In 1973, after completing an extensive survey of extragalactic radio sources, Ohio State University assigned the now defunct Ohio State University Radio Observatory, which was the big ear. Oh, wait. Just kidding. Oopsies. (laughs) 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 My arm fell asleep. Can you podcast in chair? Okay. Podcast and cheer. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
So like I said earlier, none of the um, hypotheses that have been put out there have really been, um, been accepted by astronomers to explain this wow signal. Um, I don't know what any of this means, but I'm sure someone does. Interstellar scintillation of a weaker continuous signal, similar in, in effect to atmospheric twinkling, could be an explanation. <laughs> I didn't look up oh what any of that means. Atmospheric, atmospheric twinkling is my new favorite. Atmospheric twinkling. <laughs> we need to put that on a shirt. I know. <laughs> Don't mind me, just atmospheric twinkling. Um, there's another, um, signal detector thing that's the same as the big ear called very large array. Um, and that is significantly more sensitive than the big ear. It did not, did not detect the wow signal. Um, the probability that a signal below the detection threshold of the very large array could be detected by the big ear due to interstellar scintillation is low. So basically they're saying that the fact that the big ear picked it up and the very large array did not pick it up is like basically impossible, I guess, due to like the waves, like the different, <laughs> yeah, the scintillation. Yeah, like it's like the sensitivity <laughs> is like so much higher. Yeah. Um, I just feel like all of these words are made up. I know, right? One t other hypotheses, including a rotating lighthouse-like source or a signal that sweeps in frequency um, or a, like a w just one-time burst of energy. Jerry said, we should have seen it again when we looked for it 50 times. Something suggests it was an Earth source signal that simply got reflected off, of, off a piece of space debris. But he later recanted his skepticism after further research that showed an Earth-born signal to be very unlikely, given the requirements of space-borne reflectors being, being bound to certain unrealistic requirements to explain the signal. Also, it is problematic to propose that the 1420 megahertz signal originated from Earth, since this is within a protected spectrum, a bandwidth reserved for astronomical purposes in which terrestrial transmitters are forbidden to transmit. It's problematic. Cancel big ear. Okay. Right. <laughs> I know. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. In a 1997 paper, Jerry resists, quote, drawing vast conclusions from half-vast data, Unquote, acknowledging the possibility that the source may have been military or otherwise a product of earthbound humans. So basically just it could have been a reflection off of some space debris I'm getting from that whole paragraph. Um, so like I said, several attempts were made by Jerry and other astronomers to recover and identify the signal. The signal was expected to occur three minutes apart in each of the telescope's feed horns, but that did not happen. In 1987 and 1989, Robert H. Gray searched for the WOW signal using the Meta Array at Oak Ridge Observatory, but did not detect it. In July of 1995, a test of signal detection software to be used in, an, in its upcoming, upcoming project Argus, SETI League ex Executive Director Paul Schuch 
Schuch made several drift scan observations of the WOW signal's coordinates with a 12-meter radio telescope at the National Radio Astronomy Observatory in Green Bank, West Virginia, and also received a null result. So when they were trying to retest this, no one found it again. So it truly was like a one-time thing. That's crazy. Wow. If you will. It's like, yes. Other (laughs) debunked explanations include a comet that was passing by Earth's orbit, Um, But there is one theory posited by amateur astronomer Alberto Cabero who thinks he can explain the origins of the wow signal. He claims that it was a sun-like star called 2MASS 192-81982-2640122. Oh, yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As you know. Yes. Yes. No, well. (laughs) It is 1,800 light years away in the absolute center of the Milky Way galaxy. And this is based on an updated 3D map of the Milky Way that is constructed by the Gaia Space Observatory. And it is located in the direction of the constellation Sagittarius from where the WOW Mm -hmm. signal originated. Over the years, many other astronomers have followed up on the WOW signal, either trying to explain it away or relocated it. But to astronomers like Shostak, the uh, signal is really just of m- one of many similar detections made over the years. In those days, it was very common to pick up these kinds of signals just one time, Shostak says. The computers didn't have the power to do real-time follow-ups. If you picked it up today, the, con- the computer would say, wow, and astronomers would start nodding the telescope in the direction of the wow signal to try to figure out what it was. Once observatory computers became sophisticated enough for real-time follow-ups, the number of mystery signals dropped. Mm. Yeah. For example, in the past few years, astronomers have discovered fast radio bursts, which were initially seen as strong radio signals that appeared just once. The discoveries of these fast radio bursts, as well as the progress made in tracking down their origins, has been one of the biggest recent breakthroughs in astronomy. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, done. Done. That's it. <laughs> done. <laughs> so I guess done. this guy gets emails at least once a month from people who look at that printout and interpret the data in all sorts of ways. So people often see it as an alien code that's being sent as a direct message to humans. Um, but I guess they don't realize the combination of numbers and letters on the printout is just a conversion set by human astronomers working at the <laughs> observatory. So it's just a way for yeah. them to read the waves. Um, so the printouts couldn't handle numbers larger than nine. So the display cycles through letters starting with B for each increasing yeah, order of intensity. Like, like the EQUJ is like getting higher and then dropping off, like you said. Yeah. But as a final note, Jerry Amen, the discoverer of the wow signal, says even if it was humanity's first message from aliens, we still don't have a guess as to what it could have said. Man. So hmm. it's up to you. Is it a one-time message from aliens or was it just like a random comet passing by? Was it this sun-like star? Mm. <laughs> That we all know and love <laughs> and have memorized. <laughs> well, the world may never know. We will never know. I want to believe that it's aliens. Wow. 
I know. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be cool if it was if aliens. It was like, uh, just like a spaceship <laughs> just flying by. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works, but. <laughs> right. Wait, isn't there? Isn't there? What if? Oh, my gosh. Isn't there like a TV show or a movie? Oh, my God. It's going to be something stupid. I know it. And they're like in a spaceship. Oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. When, uh, um, have you seen it, Austin? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm trying to figure out what you're referencing. Like in the beginning when they like have the satellite up, like pointing to space and it's like hooked on a feeling. <laughs> dun, 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 and they're yeah. like, what the fuck is that? And it's actually just like Chris Pratt in the, in his little yeah. place. <laughs> in his space yeah yes that'd be hilarious if it just picked up like a random ass song from space and you're like what (laughs) (laughs) from the alien also reminds me of in uh the santa claus when they're flying over the north pole and they can hear yes music playing yes (laughs) yes oh my god yes oh interpret what the wow signal was we have technology that turned it into a, a sound wave <laughs> it's like what's the how does the roll thing yeah give you up never gonna, gonna give you, you up down. never gonna yeah. <laughs> oh, well i also saw something that fucked me up too about like if aliens were to discover earth if they were looking outside of our galaxy and were looking at us or whatever they would still only be seeing like dinosaurs. Like they wouldn't mm-hmm. see us because of like that's the light. Insane. I think that's yeah. crazy. Isn't that and fucking just, insane? insane to me. Uh-huh. Well, that and like thinking about how like when we look at stars, they're like, oh, those stars mm-hmm. are have been yeah. dead for millions of years. And there's a I'm point like, what? in the universe where everything that has <laughs> happened on Earth, you can go, you know, figuratively go to that spot and watch it back like you could watch like your own birth i know like, there's a point so crazy watch that crazy. <laughs> spooky that's a lot those are the kind of things yeah. that keep me up at night and i'm like what if the universe didn't exist what would there would never even be a nothing to perceive because nothing would be there to perceive it like what would even ever right. exist <laughs> this is why i get no sleep <laughs> i'm like all like, right it's <laughs> too deep for me well, let's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited you're doing. Talk this. about Serpent Mound. Hell yeah, I've been there um, multiple times. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people have gone on school field trips growing up. Um, I am yeah, not I'm one of the fortunate either. ones that got to do that because it is very far away from where I grew up. Um, but here we go. So the Great Serpent Mound is located in Adams County, Ohio, and it was built between 800 B.C. and 400 A.D. Um, it is a protected historical earthworks, and it's nearly a quarter of a mile long and represents a giant snake holding a, an egg in its jaws. So that's just a little uh, how do you do about it. How do you do? So... Ohio seems like an odd place for one of the world's largest and most mysterious prehistoric man-made effigies. And yet, there it is. The Great Serpent Mound in Adams County is one of the strangest and most fascinating places on Earth and demonstrates the incredible engineering and innovation of an ancient group of people. At 1,376 feet long, it's the longest snake effigy on the planet, 
And the design is pretty remarkable, especially Mm -hmm. when viewed from above. But the question is, who built the Serpent Mound? Why was it built in Ohio? And more importantly, what was the reason for the construction? And I'll give you a spoiler alert just now. Archaeologists don't have definitive answers on any of these questions. In fact, trying to answer these questions has only created even more questions. So, a conspiracy conspiracy on a conspiracy on a conspiracy. (laughs) Uh, At a little more than a quarter of a mile long and between one and three feet tall, the Serpent Mound pales in comparison to the Great Pyramids or Stonehenge, but it is no less fascinating. When the effigy was first recorded by European explorer Edwin Davis and Ephraim Squire in 1848, their account of this site was published in their book, Ancient Monuments of the Mississippi Valley. They noted that the head of the serpent rests on a cliff above a stream and that the body meanders back and forth for 800 feet, producing seven coils. The snake's tail ends in a tight spiral, and a strange feature of the serpent mound is that it depicts the snake with an open mouth preparing to eat a large egg. The egg of the serpent mound, the egg and the serpent mound are clearly symbolic, but of what? Scientists have determined that the ancient builders of the serpent mound didn't pick the location at random the plateau on which the effigy mount of the mound was built is an astrobleam the impact crater of a long ago meteor crash researchers from the university of glasgow in scotland worked with geologists from the ohio state government in 2003 to study the impact of the crater Uh, which was almost completely eroded away. They determined that the meteorite hit during the Permian period, roughly 248 to 286 million years ago. And this event predates human beings, um, which begs the question, if the mound builders, ancient ancestors, did not witness the meteorite fall to Earth, how did they know the location was special? How did they know about celestial events that occurred millions of years before their arrival? They just be knowing, you know. Vibes. (laughs) Well, so vibes off off this topic real quick. Um, I've been hearing a lot of stir lately about how we've always thought that like ancient Mm -hmm. people were dumb, but they're starting to put together together evidence. That ancient people may have been more yeah. advanced yeah. than we are. Oh, one hundred percent. All those things that. So it's actually like very rooted in racism that we think that like ancient people were dumb because everyone mm-hmm. was like black and brown. And there's all those things that like yeah. There's no possible way that they could have made like right angles in granite with a, like what we know they possibly had like little chisels and whatever like. There's things that right. we can't even do now with technology that they have done. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yep. Truly. Yep. Amazing. Uh, so, so researchers Clark and Marjorie Hardman suggested in 1987 that the head of the serpent and the egg align uh, to the setting of the sun on the summer solstice. 
Adding to this, other researchers propose that the coils of the serpent indicate both solstices and both equinoxes. Yet another expert, William F. Romaine, believed that the seven coils or curves of the serpent body aligns with the faces of the moon. If that is the case, the serpent mound combines both solar and lunar alignments, um, and that is significant. Most other ancient monuments focus on either solar alignments or lunar alignments, but not both in one structure. This shows an advanced understanding of astronomy by ancient mound builders. The mound builders may have been inspired by current astronomical events. Some radiocarbon dating of serpent mound points to the construction time about, uh, of about 1070 AD. If this proves to be accurate, and it is up for debate currently, the mound builders may have been influenced by the recent astronomical events. The light from the exploding supernova that created the Crab Nebula would have been visible in 1040 AD, and a few years later, in 1066, Halley's Comet would have been visible even in daylight for up to two full weeks. Perhaps these two events inspired the ancient mound builders to begin drawing up their plans for Serpent Mound, if it's at that time. (laughs) <laughs> literally yeah, no one kidding. has answers on this calls more yeah. questions. <laughs> really yep. like it is a huge mystery so the next question is who were the ancient mound builders depending on who you talk to the ancient mound builders responsible for serpent mound could be either the adena people which is what we were taught in elementary school or the four ancient people Mm-hmm. which I didn't hear of until I started woo, woo. I excavated <laughs> their cool. ship. We Wow. Did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. When I was at field school, I, did, I was at Fort Ancient. Wow, I love that. Um, when it was first discovered by European explorers, the indigenous Adena people were cited as the builders. Carbon dating done in 1996 placed the age of the Serpent Mound to 1070 AD, meaning it was most likely the work of the four ancient people. But more current carbon dating done in 2014 put the construction of the site at 300 BCE, tossing it back to the Adena culture again. Strangely, Serpent Mound does not yield any clues. Although there are ancient graves in the area of Serpent Mound, there are no artifacts oh. within the mound itself. I always thought there were. So. I got. I know. I always thought that too. Because in where Enon, they have Indian Mound. And I was always told that yeah. there's bodies buried in when Indian Mound. Probably. There's the mound. But I don't know if that's true or not either. The mounds are like burial yeah. mounds. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the I one in Miamisburg too, right? Different stories. Like the plaque outside, I swear I haven't read it in a long time, but I swear it says that there's just like an empty room inside. But I've also heard that there's Probably. like burials mm. there. But yeah. But it's just like a cone, you know, it's not like a ceremonial. Yeah. Either could be true depending on who built it. Usually there's multiple uses for it, so there's probably yeah. an empty room and burials there. Very interesting. Um, So, let's learn a little bit more about the Adena people real quick. 
So a native tribe of pre-Columbian people, the Adena lived in what is now Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Kentucky, and surrounding areas from about 1000 to 200 BC. The Adena people were known for creating elaborate earthworks, including sacred circles as well as mounds. Even for accomplished earthworkers like the Adena, Serpent Mound was unique and represents a major accomplishment for this early culture. There is some archaeological evidence suggesting that the Adena people, even if they were not the original builders, may have made repairs to the Serpent Mound at various points in history. So, even if they didn't build it originally, they have touched it at some point. Now, for the for ancient people, they lived in the Ohio River Valley area from 1000 to 1750 AD, and the four ancient people were a farming culture, and many experts believe they are the people who introduced maize farming to the area. They were also known uh, they were also known mound builders, and they constructed numerous low plateau mounds that were used to defend their villages or as ceremonial places. Some of their mounds are also thought to have been used to record solstices and other important astronomical events. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Researchers may have not may not know exactly who built the serpent mound, but they do know how it was built. The mound consists of a thick layer of ash and clay that was held in place by a layer of rocks. On top of uh, on top of that was a thick layer of soil, making it easy for grass and other vegetation to cover the mound. There is evidence that portions of the mound either collapsed or were damaged over time, and repairs were occasionally made to it. So my last question is why? Were the serpent mountains or was the serpent mound built? So the first one is some people believe that the serpent mound was built by biblical giants called Nephilim. And um, some people hmm. really seriously actually believe this. Uh, the next theory is that there are self-proclaimed light warriors um, who actually recently vandalized uh, the Serpent Mound by burying their own ceremonial objects in the mound or near the mound to try to increase the vibration of the mound. And the last belief is that uh, ancient, ancient aliens built it in order to mark the site of a refueling station for flying saucers. Uh, the proponent of this idea points out that the Serpent Mound is located within the meteorite impact crater and the rock deep beneath the surface contains relatively high concentrations of rare element iridium, which is what they speculate the aliens needed to power their spacecraft. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but because of the astronomical, astronomical alignments at the Serpent Mound, most experts believe it was constructed to record special calendar days and important lunar and solar days. The mound is not a burial mound, although there are some ancient graves, like I said, nearby. And oddly, there is also no archaeological evidence that the site was ever used for large ceremonial gatherings. 
Instead, the site may have been a place for quiet, solitary observation and prayer. Yeah. Today, the Serpent Mound is open for tourists, and the site also includes a museum that informs about the mound and the ancient people, the Adena and the four, four ancient people alike who lived in the area in prehistoric times. And whether you choose to believe it was an alien gas station or that it was used as a calendar, the spectacle of the Great Serpent Mound will continue to astound visitors for generations to come. And cool. that's the <clears throat> Serpent Mound. I was just looking up um, more information about the Bionsburg yeah. Mound, and this claims that the Adena people built that one too. Yeah. At least as far as they know. Really? Hmm. Ohio was the yeah, place yeah. to There's be back in the so day. so much, like, ancient yeah. stuff here. Well, I remember growing up, um, they told us that if you walked through George Rogers and you looked near, like, the riverbeds, oh, yeah. you may be able to find arrowheads mm-hmm. still. Probably. So, and yeah. there's lots of cool, like, fossils and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Miamisburg right. Mountain is really cool. If anyone does live around Dayton and hasn't been there. That's like my favorite place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's stairs Can't all the way like to the top. Can't you like walk up? And there it? used to be, um, mm-hmm. like a gate all the way up. You know, like like a fence at the top. But now it's just completely open. You could just like fall down if you want. <laughs> but huh. um, they're <laughs> all right. <laughs> they uh, have. I don't know if they <laughs> have planted stuff on it all these years or if it just grows. But there's been all different kinds of like flowers and and one year they had uh I wanna say alpacas that lived on it. Yeah. I yeah. heard it was goats or alpacas <laughs> yeah, and they were that just like eating the grass. them. You could go there and see them in their little house. And then um I remember them a couple years burning it, burning the surface of it to get all the like to cut it. But now Probably yeah, trying to keep it like so quickly keep well they also used to do that like back in the day like the native americans would swatch and burn so they would just like burn the grass and shit to keep it now i think the last time you could just see tire tracks all the way up to the top which it is like a steep hill so someone just took like a some kind of large cutter and just like drove all the way up (laughs) the side but it definitely Mm -hmm. feels like a very like spiritual place when you're on top of it it's a really cool place. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check it out next it's time I'm in Ohio. Right near my parents' house. I used to walk there all the time. And one of the last story, um, just this past 4th of July, since no one could do any, like, go to any major firework shows, everyone, like, um, I don't know if it's a hillbilly thing or, like, if this happened to other places, everyone had their own, like, commercial-grade <laughs> um, uh, fireworks. And we went... Like, the the park is already on the top of a hill, but then when you get up to the mound, you can definitely see, like, miles and miles, and you could see every firework. I could see, like, Beaver Creek's firework display, and it was just, like, endless Wow. Fireworks. That's crazy. awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, we'll have to give I love some that. Time. Turns yes, out. that sounds great. Yes. Once Ohio's warm again, Yay. and I can get a long weekend, yeah, I know I'll we come, come visit. visit you too soon. I definitely am down for that. Yes, <laughs> please. 
Okay. <laughs> Twist my fucking arm. Yeah. All right. Um. I guess. I think. Th- is that oh, it? Man. I mean, next week we have That's what? Yes. Ohio True Crime. And yes. then our yeah. Dayton so episode. Uh, yeah. So exciting. <laughs> I kind of forgot <laughs> I what I was doing for a second end. because it's been a while. <laughs> I know. We're rusty, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> You're dusty. Your hair's <laughs> uneven. You ain't that cute. Who um, wants to talk about where to find us? I can. Okay. I'll do it. I, I don't think I do it often, so I'll do it. Um, so if you're looking for us anywhere, you can find us on Instagram at Tipsy Ghouls Podcast. Uh, but I'm assuming if you're here, you already know that that's where we are. Um, on Twitter, we are at Tipsy Ghouls Pod. You can mm-hmm. also find us on TikTok, <laughs> which we don't really <laughs> post anything. But we have oh one if you want to get on there. Uh, we also have buttons for sale if you want a really cool tipsy ghoul button it was designed by one of my friends who is an artiste um and it is us as little ghosts but also in our own respective um topics um and then you can subscribe to our patreon for five dollars and you'll get cool bonus content that you can't hear here uh so if you really really love us then you can do that and if you do that then maybe we'll send you something I don't know. We'll see. Um, but other than that, you can also email us at tipsygoalspodcast at gmail.com if you have a story from your neck of the woods. Uh, we don't really get many of those right now, so I would really, really love it if you would do that. And like and review us on Apple Podcasts so that we can move up yes. and other people can find us. <laughs> and that's, that's really, that would be the greatest gift of all. Do it for me. No. It's kind of sad. <laughs> We're kind of Try sad. Try to make a strong comeback. <laughs> I yeah. Know. Second half, man. We're on the wow. second half of the U.S. So yes. let's make this shit happen. Um, yeah. Are you bestie terrestrials ready to close out this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we yes. are. Um, well, until next time, I forgot what I was going to say. Fuck. Uh, oh, um, until next time, the Serpent Mound could just be as lame as an alien gas station. (laughs) And if you find another planet, you have to name it with a million numbers and letters. (laughs) I couldn't even if I could think of anything. Well, if you come to Dayton, <laughs> I've been sitting here thinking, and it was so everything's so stupid. So. Everything's so stupid. Pass. Stupid. If you come to Dayton, yeah. Pass. What if you just said that? You just said pass. 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 That would have been funny. I would have probably left that in. I'll just say it. Pass. <laughs> if you come to Dayton looking for Hangar 18. You won't find an actual building with UFOs, but you will find a beer. Yes. Tasty, tasty beer. Yum. Um, what do we say after that? <laughs> uh, yes. And <Question>. remember. <laughs> Question. <laughs>
everything. Oh, say it again. Wait, say it again. Nope, say it again. Nope, 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 nope. Say it again. Oh, <laughs> I don't know yet. Oh, am I saying it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Question. And remember. Everything. Question. Question. Everything. Everything. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, my arm fell asleep again. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I can't hear you. Oh, I turned my microphone off. Lauren. (laughs) Yep. Because I farted.